Welcome to another edition of Market Impact Insights, your podcast source for business leadership perspectives to help your business grow. Hear from experts in marketing, sales, business strategy, and more with practical advice for business success. Make sure you won't miss the latest episodes by visiting marketimpactnow.com. Now, here's your host, Dan Albaum. Hello again. On today's show, we're going to explore some inspirational approaches for business leaders to overcome the feeling of being in a rut, being able to take even better control of your destiny in pursuing and reaching your business goals. As my guest Mark Pattison often says, when you feel you've hit some personal and professional headwinds, it's time to get off the sidelines, get in the game, and find your summit. Mark knows all about reaching new summits. As a star football player at the University of Washington under legendary coach Don James, to a five-year career in the National Football League, to starting and selling several successful million-dollar-plus businesses and engaging in global philanthropy efforts. Mark is also well on his way to being the first NFL player to successfully climb the seven summits, the tallest mountain peaks on each of the seven continents. Six of the seven are already down. Only an Everest climb next year remains. Mark, welcome to Market Impact Insights. Thank you. Love being here. The only thing I'd add on to that wonderful intro was it takes a little more to make a champion. And there's a lot in there <laughs> with that simple saying. And my kids always rolled their eyes, you know, as I, they left the car when I was driving them to school as youngsters. But it really is true. You know, Mark, you, you've accomplished so much. I'd like to go back to the football part of your career. And as a Seattle native playing for your hometown college, my alma mater, University of Washington, for a coach like Don James, are there some things you took out of that experience that made a real impact on what you were able to do after your football career ended? Uh, There was no question. And it wasn't just taking out and into the next kind of phase of life, some of the things I'm doing today in mountain climbing and the businesses I started but it really started way back when, and and it was f- interesting to me because um, back in the day when I attended the University of Washington, it was 1980, uh, Don James was just coming on the scene. He'd been hired, I think, five years before that, and he was on the verge, really, of being fired. I mean, he was right on the cusp, and and ultimately, uh, I think it was 1977, Warren Moon came, and, and, and he was a starting quarterback. He later became a Hall of Famer. And and uh in the nfl and and uh you know i think for me it was really understanding and learning what it takes to be successful and i really had no clue i could kind of do my own thing in high school and got away with it i knew really really had to work out you know the weights and and really understood what dedication and commitment was all about and and the and the one thing that uh he introduced to us which i still hold very close to my heart today. And I literally, I, I, I execute it. I, I live it. I talk about it is Don James pyramid of success. And it's so critical because it, it, it really, um, it's taking those 25 different individual and team blocks that uh, originally coach John Wooden of, of UCLA had created and, and really implementing those things in your life. And of course, in those days for us, the pinnacle was trying to uh, win the Pac-10 in those days, now it's the Pac-12, and then go to the Rose Bowl, which we did uh, several times, and ultimately winning the national championship. And we almost did that too. We ended up 
uh, my my senior year, uh, finally number two in the country. So close, but um, it, it's it's tried, it's tested, and it has for sure worked for me. And so you you took a lot out of your experience at the University of Washington. You went on, you played for a couple teams in the National Football League, and then as often happens, that that football phase ends, right? It, it happens for everyone that plays in the NFL. Can you share a little bit more about your transition from football into the business world, kind of that entrepreneurial spirit that drove you? What was the most challenging and what kind of growth did you go through in making that kind of a transition? Well, the thing that was so hard about that is if you can imagine being in whatever craft or business that you're in today, and you're doing that. So if, if you you if you start counting from, in my case, third grade, and I'm talking about football now, but you 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 know you're in little league, and then you make your way up, and the higher you go, the more people kind of fall off the fall off the train. And so uh, in in my case, I, I was fortunate to, to to get drafted by the LA Raiders in those days. Go down there, ultimately play with the Saints as well, and. Uh, you know, when I'm 29 years old and you drive off the cliff and somebody says, you cannot do that any longer, it's a scary thing because you've gone from not only from, from uh, college to the NFL, but you're going from making hardly any money because uh, it's a scholarship check uh, to, uh, you know, six figures. And then you go down to zero. And meanwhile, all your buddies have kind of navigated and weaved their way up to the top. Uh, or at least well on their way and have a clear path on what they're trying to do in their life. It's so frustrating. So for me, there was probably a two year gap in there where I was just, I didn't know what to do. You know, do I stay in sports or do I try something new? And, and, and I was inspired and, uh, and, and really driven, I think by my, my grandfather who, who uh, was in the Seattle area, who had started a number of different restaurants and, and had hotels and some racehorses and other things. And so it's just understanding and seeing big business being in professional sports, I think really opened my eyes to thinking, trying to think more big, but then it was just the whole process of like, okay, you can think big, but what do you want to do to fill that? Yeah. Yeah. And as you, you started off on and carving out your own legacy as a business leader, um, were there a couple of kind of early, uh, speed bumps and, and some things that, uh, that really helped you grow and mature? Well, I think like, you know, again, I, I, I go back to uh, the, the pyramid of success and, and it's really transitioning from sports. And now I'm, of course I'm doing this with mountains, but also in business where you can't do anything in your life. I don't think if you don't have a proper roadmap. So there's one thing to think about it. And then the next you know point is to execute it. And I think that's where a lot of people seem to to fall off the the roadmap in many cases, whether it's a diet or just a big goal that you want to have. And and by doing these things, by writing them down, by following through, and then and then also trying to sur- surround myself with successful people. And and as you know from from you know Seattle still is a very entrepreneurial community. So to be inspired by a lot of companies that were born and raised, Starbucks and Amazon, Microsoft, Expedia, and all these companies, you know, really helped kind of think about things. And so I started a, a marketing company. And so I'd go to to those different companies I just talked about. And and uh, I would sit with their marketing managers and figure out, you know, what strategies, what things were coming up that I could help them with in terms of really promoting and amplifying their brand. And that, you know, went on for a number of years. But 
again, you start slow and you start to pick up some steam and, and then get involved in some different groups uh, like YPO, YEO. And that seemed to um, really help fuel the, the direction that I ultimately went. Yeah. And just with all of the intensified competition, certainly in the tech space, uh, marketing as a discipline, uh, just greater emphasis, more companies putting emphasis on it. It sounds like that really was good timing for you to kind of be there as, as there was technology boomed, uh, kind of following your career to be able to add that value, right? They were looking for great advice uh, to help them market more effectively. Yeah. And, you know, you, you don't just pick this up this stuff off the, off the streets. And, and I, again, I, I was a part of a, a YPO type group in Seattle. I was, I was being mentored by some others. I went to and, and, um, had, had meetings with other business leaders. And so I was really trying to increase my knowledge base, uh, you know, kind of going from being a football guy and understanding about complex defenses and what to do on conversion routes and everything else to actually, how do you market yourself? How do you market your business? How do you grow your business? How can I be a value of these other people in town? And there's just all the little things that, that matter uh, that people, I think, respond to. And this was, of course, pre-internet. And then we got into transition kind of into the whole internet part of it. And it was just fun to see, be part of, and, and um, uh, have my businesses, you know, kind of go, not, you know, on the scale of some of these larger companies, but be a part in some small way of what they're trying to do and, you know, be a fan on the side. Yeah. Yeah. And so even as you've been successful through uh, your, your businesses uh, you've also in the last couple of years started down the road of this awesome goal of achieving the seven summits to be the first NFL player to do that. And that's truly inspirational Mark, but you didn't start that journey exactly earlier in your life. So what triggered that uh, here in the last few years and uh, any other key insights that you've learned about yourself as you've made it, I guess, six sevenths of the way through that? Yeah, I, listen, I, I, uh, a lot of my life, I was just had this conversation last night with somebody else about so much of what I've been doing. Um, I was around some people that were 10 years younger than me and I was like, I can't even begin to imagine if you would have said and placed a million dollars in front of me to say what my life is like now, I would have never, I would have said, you're crazy. And um, I think things happen in life and you need to be open enough to adjust and, and, uh, and, and go in directions that feed your soul. And seven years ago for me, uh, I was going through a time my dad passed away and I was going through a, a separation, which ultimately led to a divorce with my longtime um, spouse. And that was extremely hard. We'd moved from Seattle down to Santa Monica so she could resume a career that she wanted to do. I knew nobody. So my coaching, I mean, everything, all my life, all my friends, social circles, everything in Seattle pretty much went out the door when I moved to California. And and then going through those other two things I mentioned between my wife and my dad passing, uh, it was just a tough time. And, and, and what I don't do well in is treading water. And I don't think anybody in life really thrives in that environment either because you're either moving forward or you're moving backward. And I wasn't moving in, in any direction. And so uh, ultimately, uh, I, I, I had to find something that would that would really give me some energy and kind of shoot me back into the game and, and get me fired up about 
things because I was in such a lonely place. And uh, ultimately, uh, and I, I can't even tell you the moment there was a like a, uh, a shooting star that went across the sky or something. I'm not sure what it was, but I was in this place for quite some time. And and, and finally, I just decided to, to change my whole mindset to or from, you know, how did I get here to what am I going to do about it? And really, it was at that point in time when I, I said, you know, I want to go back and do something athletically great. I've continued to keep myself in, in pretty good shape. And and I can't I know I can't go back and play in the NFL. So what can I do? And growing up in Seattle, I've spent a ton of time in the Cascades, climbing Tiger Mountain, Mount Rainier, uh, many of these other ones up there. And I said, you know, I'm going to become the first NFL player to ever climb the seven summits. And so I started doing all the research and figuring out um, how I, I was going to go about doing that and, and who I could climb with and all this stuff. And, and it just really shot some new energy into me and, and really started to give me some clarity about my path forward. And so I got into this and I, I didn't really have a master plan. You know, I've got a, a podcast now called Finding Your Summit. I've got a pretty big social following and, and many other things. And, and there was never the plan. The plan only was to get clarity by stepping into the fear of doing something very uncomfortable for me. But, but I knew that I had to go in that direction. And then kind of these different pieces started to come together uh, over the, the last three or four years. And, and uh, it's led to some, some incredible things and some amazing blessings. Wow, that's fantastic. And so for everyone out there uh, that's interested on when you're going to get to number seven. That's happening, uh, I think, May of next year, correct? Yeah. So uh, the, 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 climbing se- cl- excuse me, the, the climbing season on Mount Everest is roughly you go there in the beginning of April and you've got to acclimate and go up and down the mountain several times to get your body uh, used to and ready to take on uh, ultimately 29,000 feet. And so then there's a two-week window that opens um, – in the second half of May. And so knock on wood, the second half of May of next year, 2020, I hope to be standing on the top of the world's highest peak and, and uh, really celebrating kind of my path and my journey of, uh, of going down this, this whole course. And again, I would have never have been on this, this whole path if I hadn't gone through all this different kind of adversity. And so it's just like, I think a lot of times people uh, think bad things happen and they let that defeat them. And I guess if there's any inspirational message that I can share with anybody else is just because you have bumps and bruises doesn't mean that you still can't accomplish something great. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, I know we're all visualizing that great moment uh, next May uh, when you're on top of uh, Mount Everest. That's going to be really, really exciting. And you mentioned uh, sometimes falling into a trap of thinking defeat rather than victory? Are there some other roadblocks that you've seen that sometimes prevent people from effectively reaching what they've set as their own summit? Yeah, I think roadblocks are just roadblocks. And and I, I, again, I, I think there's all kinds of different ways that people can emerge out of these things. I mean, good people uh, continue to be good people and bad times pass. I mean, it's just it's that simple. And my dad used to always tell me that. And so you got to hang in there. You got to wake up every day with a positive attitude. Uh, you got to have, you feed your mind with positive messages. I do that every single day. And I did that back then where every morning I'd wake up 
uh, as I still do. And, and when I go out and I exercise, which I think for me is another key just to get those pistons firing and get your brain going in the right direction. Uh, I'm listening to a podcast and audio tape of something positive. I'm not li- listening to the adventures of Mickey Mouse. I'm, I'm, I've got something on how I can improve my life and I feed my, my soul, um, from a number of different sources. And there is no one person that I, I hang my hat on, but I just feel like between doing that, working out, uh, surrounding yourself with positive voices. So if you have a big idea, you can't have a negative Nelly in your presence because they're just going to bring you down. Um, and then you got to find other people, mentors, uh, people that you have inspired you to kind of you know, get you going in that, in, that, in that direction to have that mindset. And then no matter what, once you put your mind to it, you can't quit. You got to stay the course. And things always come up. I call it a traverse. And I mean, I've had more bumps and bruises when I was playing in, in the NFL. I got cut a couple times. I got traded. I got brought back. I got, you know, and when you get cut, you literally are moving from city to city. And it's not easy. Uh, in businesses, I've had a couple bumps and, and climbing these mountains. You know, you talked about I've been on six of the seven mountains, which I have. But a couple of years ago, I was on Tenali, uh, which is up in Alaska. And it was a mother just to put yourself in a position at 16,000 feet to get to the top, which is uh, just over 20,000 feet. And we ran into this superstorm. And so ultimately, I had to redo the whole thing and carry another 140 pounds up on my back to to these different uh, launching uh, places on the mountain, which I was fortunate to take last year. But things normally don't go exactly as planned. You got to say, that's Okay. And just go with the flow and and be ready to change, um, but not necessarily losing the the eye of the tiger on what the ultimate goal is. Yeah, and I know you've developed a learning program called the Seven Summits of Success. Is there anything else you can talk about in, in terms of the foundations of that new program? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an e-learning course uh, that I I developed uh, called Finding Your Summit, and with that, within that is is this summits uh, module. So that you know, going back to Don James and the Pyramid of Success, which he adopted from Coach Wooden, and what I did is I essentially took the same thing, but I dumbed it down. And so John Wooden and, and Coach James have twenty five different blocks to to reach the pinnacle, and for me, it's seven. I guess it's metaphorical. Uh, from the standpoint of the seven summits out there. But the S represents the seed. The U is then you have to unleash that. You M, you move it, you measure it, you improve. Then traverse, as I was just talking about. And ultimately, when you pay it forward and you reach the summit, um, you succeed. And that's, to me, that's that can either be uh, involved in different charities, which I'm involved in with Waterboys, or, or it's just really turning around and helping the next guy out um, behind. Um, you know, and teaching them different things that you've learned along the path and paying it forward. Great. Mark, where can our audience go to find out more uh, about what you've developed and tracking your progress uh, on the seven summits? Yeah, no, I'd love to engage with anybody who wants to follow what, what I'm up to. And you can do that at, at www.markpattisonnfl.com. And uh, on that, you can I public speak around the country, um, headed out to Florida here pretty soon to do so. And I have an e-learning course called Finding Your Summit. But all those different social tags and, and uh, tabs at the top, you can find out what's going on. I'd love to uh, engage with you. Mark, thanks again for joining the program today and sharing 
your learnings, your experiences, your inspiration, your motivation for all of us to find our summit. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And remember, everyone, to visit marketimpactnow.com for the latest in business leadership perspectives. So long until next time.